This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Coming in hot on a motherfucking Tuesday. Boys, 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 boys. I love my Sundays, right? I love recording on Sundays. Guess what? Bangles destroyed. My neck was destroyed uh, in the process. No, I hurt my neck Saturday, but Sunday uh, after the Bengals game, my neck. I mean, I was just, it was, every time I cheered when we dominated, fucking dog walked the Baltimore Ravens. My neck, um, yeah, my neck was in shambles. So, is kind of still, what? No. Um, so, uh, couldn't, didn't record on Sunday. And then Monday, I was feeling a little bit better. Went to work and everything. I was like, you know, I, I could probably. Wife had to work all day. Wife's busy. Wife is busy. I was with the little ones. Couldn't record. So, now you're getting me on a Tuesday of fight week. The PFL is tomorrow. The UFC is Saturday morning. I'm going out to dinner with friends on Friday. Two of my good buddies. We're going to Indiana so I can eat some wings and gamble. Should be a fun time. Um, I'm excited about that. I haven't I haven't seen um, my one buddy in a little bit. So it should be fun. It should be fun. All positive. But what's not positive is I've already said it. It's my back. Or excuse me, it's my neck, but kind of my back. Hopefully not my spine. But I'm feeling a lot like Mike Tyson right now. I broke my back. What do you mean by that? You my broke back, back is broken. What a vertebrae or, or well, what portion? Spinal. <laughs> I'm hoping it's not spinal, boys. I'm hoping it's not spinal. Uh, no, look, I hurt my neck on Saturday. It, it wasn't too bad. I went to went to sleep on Saturday night, woke up about 1,500 times going into Sunday. I love sleeping on the weekends. Could not do that. My neck is just, my wife's tired to hear about it. She's so sick of hearing about it, right? I, I, I feel like I don't complain about much, at least when it comes to injuries. If my stomach hurts, she's going to hear about it. If my head hurts, she'll hear about it. But like, you know, I've been dealing with like foots and ankles and, you know, little nagging injuries. And I feel like I don't talk about it. Right. But she's just a little fed up with her neck because she had an injured neck as well. Her neck was she went to a chiropractor and everything. Anyway, um, it's at the it, it's not like a, a, a kink in the neck, like on the sides where you sleep on it wrong. It's like on the base of my neck, like at the top of the spine. So the, the I'm a recovering self-diagnosed hypochondriac if I said that right and it came out a little bit on Sunday night because I was in I was in pain and I you know I, I you know I don't have the best history of uh showing up to work sometimes like if my daughters are sick or whatever I, I I'm there for them I don't want to be away from them like I want to be you know cuddling with them in bed making them feel better so my attendance hasn't been super great at work. I have had some things come up that are real, but, you know, uh, I couldn't miss. I'm like, I'm not going to miss from an injury, right? I'm not going to do it. Unless I'm dying, I'm not going to do it. Well, it turns out you need a neck to drive, right? And I was I was moving like a robot. Monday was pretty bad. Today was better. Bought some balm. You know, I bought a balm. Uh, it's helping me a little bit. Warm showers, wife's rubbing it. But um, the hypochondria came out a little bit. And I'm so proud of myself. I didn't look up any WebMD shit. I didn't go down a rabbit hole, sore neck, you know, the bottom of the neck, top of the spine. You know, they would have said some crazy spina bifida shit or whatever. And I would have believed it for at least five minutes. And then I would have came back to reality. I think I just fucking jammed it doing what I did Saturday. And um, yeah, and I and I think I just got to have to kind of roll with it until it feels better. And it definitely feels better. It's it's not like what it was in 
uh, Sunday. Sunday was the worst day. Sunday going into Monday was the worst day. Like getting up from bed and just getting up from anything was just like, and I was getting laughed at. But we're here, baby. We're here. It's spinal. Okay. It's spinal. Um, yes, I want to keep this a little shorter than normal. I'm probably not. I'm probably going to ramble, but we're going to recap the UFC. Pretty good event. Pretty good main event. Got a lot to talk about. I'm not going to do the contender series preview. I'm going to preview the PFL instead because friend of the podcast, the only fighter I've ever had on, and that's my choice, by the way, that's my, my personal choice. The only fighter I've ever had on, Dom Madge, former UFC fighter. Kind of a crazy thing. I wanted to get him back on. I didn't message him, but um, yeah, I mean, he you got released from the UFC. He was 2-0 in the UFC, and then he had a bunch of visa COVID issues with his country of South, uh, South Africa, but somehow he can get to Florida for the PFL. He's fighting for the PFL tomorrow night against Nasty Nate Williams. Huge favorite. You know, uh, we'll talk about that with the PFL preview, and PFL is great. I, I'm a big fan of PFL. They're doing their championship show. You got Clarissa Shields, who I'm a fan of, even though she just kind of said some weird things about gambling, how she she should get money for people gambling on her or something. I, I you know, uh, I mean, that that seems like someone, and, and I don't want to accuse Clarissa Shields of, of anything because she's a fantastic fighter, seems like a very smart person, but that seems like somebody that, like, maybe in her later years where she's maybe not, the, you know, the most skilled boxer or fighter anymore. Maybe her throwing a fight or something like that, you know, just to get a little cut because she's already thinking about it. You know what I mean? I got my eyes on you, Shields. All right. Kayla Harrison, Ohio's own. I know she claims Massachusetts. That's where she lives, but she's from Middletown, Ohio, which is basically Cincinnati, 45 minutes away from me. Kayla Harrison, main event, I believe. Uh, we got a lot of good fights. We'll go over PFL and then we'll do the UFC recap. So if you re re Use the recap now. I was going to bring up one thing. I don't think I should. I don't think I should. It's probably not good. It's it's so insignificant. I shouldn't do it. Yeah, I'm not going to. All right. Um, it, and literally, that wasn't like a tease. Like, oh, I want to know. It was literally so insignificant that you guys would have probably skipped it the minute I started talking about it. It's just something that popped in my crazy brain that you guys don't care about. Okay? I know you don't care about it. It has nothing to do with anything. I promise. All right, Marvin Vittori versus Paulo Costa. Paulo Costa acted like a real asshole this week, huh? A real piece of shit coming in heavy, 195 catch weight, then say, nah, I can't make it. Let's do it 205. And I hate to credit Marvin Vittori because I fucking hate the guy, but he acted like a class act. He didn't give a fuck. I'll fight you at 205, fight you at 95. It seemed like Costa's plan the whole time was to make this at 205 pounds. He looked fucking huge in there. And Marvin Vittori is not a small 85er. Paula Costa looked absolute giant in uh, next to uh, Marvin Vittori. Main event, great main event. Both guys got a three. I thought it was a very close fight. I thought it was closer than maybe people thought. I thought Vittori won for sure, but I did think it was very close. It's a it's a tale of two fights here. Obviously, the eye poke happened. Um, I was on the Marvin Vittori side. I I didn't bet. I had him in the slime ball. Slime ball lost. Let me. Oh wait, wait. What am I doing? Let me get the betting recap. I don't want to. Sorry, guys. I'm not trying to avoid the betting recap because I didn't. I didn't do too too hot. Um, I got. I faced my L's. I, I'm just a little. <clears throat> it's Tuesday, right? I don't do this shit on Tuesday. All right, betting recap for this weekend. Uh, I did pretty good on my straight bets, but you know some of the bigger hits. We'll get through it. Francisco Trinaldo versus Dwight Grant. I was on Trinaldo. Uh, kind of a weird fight there, but Trinaldo looked good. The ageless wonder. He's 40,000 years old. Got the dub. Uh, 0.6 units at minus 134. 
Gregory Rodriguez, which I love that fight, by the way. That was an awesome fight. We'll get to that. Versus Jung Young Park, minus 118. It was almost a pick em fight. Basically a pick em. I believe Young Park was in the plus side, but one unit on Rodriguez at minus 118. That was the, the deal Christian and I made on the podcast because Christian was very confident Rodriguez, which made me confident, you know? Uh, Jay Herbert over Kama Worthy. I switched my pick. I picked Kama in the in the in the uh, the pick'em. The more it went, the more I didn't trust that chin. 0.8 units on Jay Herbert at minus one sixty six. I'm glad I did. And then this is the one that's hurt. I I went uh, you know I went a unit on Rodriguez, and I was like I got to go another unit on someone else. It was gonna be Jay Herbert, Trinaldo, whatever. And then I went Zale, uh, Zaved Lacheville. First John the Martinez guy didn't wrestle minus one fifteen. It was good odds. One unit obviously took that L. Not good. Slime ball parlay. This one hurt. This one hurt a lot. Two units. Very confident in it. Plus one sixty two. Paula Costa versus Marvin Vittori. Vittori to win. Got that one. Comma worthy versus Jay Herbert. Fight doesn't go to decision. It was minus three fifty. The easiest bet to ever catch. Both guys were. They're going to get slept in there. You know it. Sumu Choi. Choi was the rage. Everyone loved Choi. Including myself, he was my mortal lock, 290, Caceres, he had them all hurt. Super props to Caceres, we're going to go over that fight, I have a lot to say about that fight. Awesome performance by Caceres, came back, could have quit, could have done everything, got a legal knee, clears day. Came back, choked out Wu Choi, couldn't believe that fucking happened, so I lost a slime ball by that. Two out of three, but two unit, two out of three ain't going to get it done. And then Paul Acosta was uh, Marvin Vittori, uh, Vittori wins inside the distance at plus 210 as a FanDuel boost. Half unit on that. And goddamn, uh, motherfucking, uh, I, I can't believe Paula Costa was standing after five rounds after the cardio. It was crazy. So I'm down minus one, or yeah, 1.7 units. <clears throat> We're going to get that back these next two weeks. No big deal. No big deal. All right, back to the thing. So Costa's just a complete joke, but Marvin Torrey handled like an absolute stud, went in there, clearly the undersized man. But this was a tale of two fights. I thought it was a close fight. I didn't definitely have Costa winning, but it was very close. I know the eye poke. A lot of people disagree with it. <clears throat> Listen, I think Jason Herzog is the best referee in MMA, right? And he did something great in the Caceres fight, which we'll get to. Uh, I, I thought he was fantastic. You know what? You, you get the warning in the back. He probably saw that Costa did that. His coaches, Vittori's coaches were like, hey, Herzog, this guy likes to go his fingers up. You know, you can fucking lose an eye in there. Keep an eye on it. You know what I mean? And uh, I guess he already warned him verbally inside the exchanges with his fingers. He got poked. That's it. That's it. You know, you get a point taken away. I love it. A lot of people disagree with it. I get it, you know, because it could have changed the fight or whatever. But fuck it. I like it. I think Herzog did the right thing there. Um, but it was a close fight. Yeah, Paula Costa throwing fucking heat. And Marvin Torrey throwing his little fucking pillow punches. For a guy that is just square everywhere. He's got a square head, square back, you know, thick kid. The guy can't punch. He can't punch for shit. He's like a combination guy. Like, he can't hurt you for anything. Paul Acosta was walking through everything. This guy can't hurt you, and he can't be hurt because Acosta put a fucking shit upside his head, and he went, no, okay, was that spaghetti? You know what I mean? I had to get an Italian joke in there somewhere. Um, it was it was a great performance by both guys. You know, Paul Acosta, you know, Dana said he's going to keep him at 205, which I think, listen, if you miss weight and you play games like that and you've played games on Twitter and you've said your shit, you come in that heavy. Sorry, bud. You're fighting at 205 for a while. They did the same thing with Henry Cejudo. Cejudo could not make 125, and they put him at 35. And they said, you're fighting at 35 until we can trust you. So Paul Acosta, I feel like his next couple fights should be at uh, 205 pounds. See what he does and then allow him to drop back down. But he's got to act like a professional. Marvin Torrey, he's kind of no man's land at 185. I know his fight was at 205, but you know what I mean. Um, has lost Izzy twice. 
the best thing for him would be for for Whitaker to lose, um, or excuse me, Whitaker to beat Izzy. That way, you can get a shot. Uh, him and Kelvin were teammates. Kelvin is now maybe going. I know he moved to Arizona. He might be going down to one seventy. That be an interesting for eighty five. The winner uh, or the loser of Brunson Cannonier, because I think the winner deserves the title shot, but the loser fights Vittori. I mean, he's there, and I felt like he handled himself fairly well. I can't believe I'm going to throw up on this fucking microphone. I can't believe I'm giving Marvin Vittori so much goddamn credit. I'm done doing it. Both got a three. Um, maybe I was a little harsh, but I thought, you know, because I thought Vittori would finish, so he got a three, and I thought Costa would look a lot worse. He actually looked a lot better than I thought. So he gets a three. What are you going to do? And in our little competition, since everyone cares, Christian's the new champion. Hey, yo. Oh, yo, Christian. Uh, picked a great card. Picked an absolute card. He hit all his locks. The guy's a fucking sharp, boys. You need to follow all my guys. Me, which I was ice cold this week. I didn't hit one lock, you know. Uh, Timbo, I believe he went, he had a push, and then he went one and one. And then Christian went all three. So you got to follow my guys. That play BZ and uh, Temptations 10. Whew, we're giving out winners. Those guys are. I'm I'm cold right now. But I'm about to heat up. I'm going to be a flamethrower. Uh, Grant Dawson versus Ricky Glenn. This fight. I mean, I need a. Let me see something here. I should have pulled this up again. It's Tuesday. Uh, excuse me. Um, this fight. So. All right, let's see if I can do something here. Uh, damn, no. So I wanted to play uh, a fraud alert siren, uh, a siren that's fraud alert, fraud alert, because Grant Dawson is the biggest fraud there is. 17-1, I was seeing his praises. This fight made me a little nervous. I picked Grant Dawson. I didn't like it. He was a huge number. We all picked Grant Dawson. I didn't bet Grant Dawson. Um, I thought he was going to win. I thought he was going to do what he always did. He said, come out. He's going to fucking crotch sniff you and overwhelm you. And then maybe if you, if the fighter gives up, he'll get a submission. Well, Ricky Glenn, baby, ever since he, he had that, why it ain't Rick Glenn. It's Ricky Glenn. Dude, don't give up. He doesn't. He's, and he's always like that. He's a fucking stud in there and he's had problems on the ground before he's been submitted before. And he just decides, you know what? Nah, not this time. You know, and Grant Dawson blew his low the first two rounds. The second round was fairly close. I know Ricky was getting taken down a lot in that second round, but Grant Dawson wasn't doing anything, right? First round was all Grant Dawson. Second round, I, I still give the Grant Dawson, but you could see the tides are turning. The tides are turning. And uh, and Ricky Glenn, that third round, was like, okay, this guy's done. I'm not going to give up these fucking lazy takedowns anymore. And he fucking dominated. Got a 10-8, got the draw. I was surprised about the draw. Um... I you know I'm not I'm I'm a terrible judge if I'm being honest with you I I, I really thought maybe that second round or th- excuse me that third round was a 10-8. I didn't think they give it to him but two judges did so good for Ricky Glenn because Grant Dawson got exposed for being the fraud that he is he's just a crotch sniffer that has had some really good matchups and Ricky Glenn who is listen the guy's never gonna be champion right unfortunately um he he's gonna be a tough out for a lot of people at 55 and he, he proved to be but Grant Dawson Grant Dawson's got to work on. His wrestling entry is a little bit. He's obviously big. He's obviously strong. He obviously has good wrestling, but he needs to work on his wrestling a little bit more and fucking get in that jujitsu, man. Like, you need to be tapping dudes. If you can get guys down as quickly and as often as you do, instead of beating them up so much, which is one aspect of the game, start taking necks. Start taking fucking arms. I didn't see that from him. So Grant Dawson needs a little bit of work right there. I felt like he got exposed. I was saying after this fight, he should fight the high ups. Let's let's not take a step back. Maybe take a couple steps back, Grant Dawson, because I don't think you're ready for the big boys at 155. You're a fraud. 
You're a fraud. Good for Ricky Glenn. That's Ricky Glenn, not Rick. Uh, Jessica Rose Clark versus Jocelyn Edwards. Uh, Rose Clark got a two. Edwards got a zero. Listen, maybe a little harder in this performance. Jessica Rose Clark wrestling looked phenomenal. She went with D.C. She was training at uh, Northern California for this camp, I believe, with Team Alpha Man, all those, uh, all those uh, guys and girls. Jocelyn Edwards, great striker. Uh, I love her story, but you need to fix that takedown defense. I know Jessica Rose Clark looked great with her wrestling, but that's about it. Two to zero. Alex Caceres versus Sue Choi. This might be the only time I've ever done this because I, I had a lot of money invested in Choi with the slime ball parlay. Caceres kind of fucked me, but... That's, that's a five-star performance for a lot of reasons. So here we go. Listen, was it a five-star performance because of, of his technical acumen or because how great he looked? No. In today's age in MMA, in a veteran like Caceres, he got rocked on the feet bad. He was hurt bad. Went down, was recovering, took an illegal knee, got rocked by that. Herzog being the best in, in, in fucking MMA, jumps in and goes, whoa, 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 let's stop. You're all right. You have some time. Doctor comes in. Caceres kind of shakes the cobwebs out. Says, I'm good. I want to say like 95% of the roster would probably quit there and take the DQ. Because you just got hurt, right? The first round really wasn't going your way. Su Wu Choi is fucking dangerous. And you just got need 100% illegally dead in the face. And he goes, well, just give me, right. You know, he's like, no, I'm good. I can see, you know, whatever. And then they just give him a couple minutes. Let him shake the cowboys out. And he goes back. I thought it was dumb. I was like, man, Wu Choi is going to fucking now take his head off. But he went back. He shaked the cowboys out. He's a little more alert, right? This is a veteran we're talking about here. Finished the first round with, he took a couple more shots, but nothing crazy, I don't think, in that first round. Second round, Wu Choi comes out a little more aggressive. Seems like he's frustrated that Caceres is still around and uh, the fight's still going on. And then Caceres ducked under a big looping punch and he just jumped on his back. You know, I said I didn't think Caceres had the wrestling. Fucking doesn't need it when you, when you fucking jump on someone's back. Wu Choi, he gets a one because, listen, you're, you're kind of the rage, you're this... Really excellent striker from Korea. You know, Korea has a really good history of producing really great fighters. You're kind of the, the next guy right now for South Korea. And you got a guy that jumps on your back. Great. Caceres is, is good at jiu-jitsu, but he's not fucking Damian Maya. You kind of gave up. You jumped on your back. You didn't know what to do. You gave up the choke. You fell to your stomach. You did everything wrong. Clean that shit up. You get a one. You lost me money. You're lucky you're not dead. You're lucky you're not in my graveyard. But I'm super impressed with the Caceres fight, which brings me to my point, which I don't think I've heard a lot of people bring up. And I don't want to, you want to lead dead horses lie, is that a saying? And I know they're rematching in two weeks, but this reminds me a lot of the Kyle Dawkins and and Kevin Holland fight. This is why Kyle Dawkins should have got the W because Kevin Holland's a type of guy. I would put him in that 5% that after that headbutt, after he got rocked with the headbutt, if Dan Murgliato had jumped in and stopped it right there, Gave Kevin some 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 time to you know recover. And then he comes back. He could have submitted. He could have knocked out Dawkins. He could have done a lot of things and won. So my thing in that is Dawkins should have never got his win taken away because you don't know what would have happened after that. It was an unfortunate foul, but that's on Mergliata, right? That's on the ref, and he's not gonna he's not gonna get half his money. He's not gonna fucking lose his ranking because there's no ref rankings. So Caceres is proof that, yeah, I just took a bad illegal shot. I could have maybe not continued if it was worse. I'm continuing, which I don't want to speak for Kevin Holland, but I'm almost 100% sure he would have fucking continued. He could have came back and won. So for Dawkins, 
finishing the way he did four or five sequences after the headbutt, the guy should have never got his L taken away ever, or excuse me, his W taken away. That's kind of bullshit. So I didn't see anybody comparing that, but that's a hot button issue where I think most people kind of agree that it was on Mergliata. But I really like to see uh, Kyle Dawkins get a W there. I think they're fighting on November 6th or maybe November 23rd or something like that. I think they're fighting in November, so no home run foul. All right, Francisco Trinaldo versus Dwight Grant. Uh, Dwight Grant gets a two. Trinaldo gets a three. Typical Dwight Grant fight, typical Trinaldo fight. Trinaldo is tough to hit. He's an awkward southpaw. You know, he landed some good shots on, on Dwight Grant. I thought this was clean. Trinaldo was a split decision. I had Trinaldo straight, was sweating it just a little bit. Uh, but it's just, just a tr- traditional Francisco Trinaldo fight. Dwight Grant just seems not be able to pull the trigger, seems to get kind of touched in a few fights, doesn't like it. And uh, yeah, Trinaldo wins the dad from Friday. Getting it done. Nick um, Nigger Moreno, Nick Nigger Moreno. Versus Ike Villanueva. Villanueva gets a zero. Moreno gets a three. Still don't have enough on Nick to see if he's anything at 205. He's fought two bums. Ike Villanueva, I'm sure you're a nice guy, but buddy, I just don't know if UFC, you're UFC ready. You're 18 and 13. You're an exciting fighter. I get it. You got to win in the, you got to win in the UFC, but this might not be for you in the UFC. I think you need to go wherever you're from, get the regional scenes, promote that you were fought in the UFC before. And get some cash that way. I just I just don't want to see this guy get hurt. He's just not made for the UFC. He's not built for it. He's not he's not elite. He's just not. All right, next up, Gregory Rodriguez versus uh Jung Young Park. Rodriguez got a four. Almost got a five. I love this performance. I love that judo throw he did. Jung Young Park got a three. This is a fucking war. Both these guys, man. Listen, Gregory Rodriguez impressed me when he knocked out Josh Frem in the NFA. Um came in the UFC, won his debut against a tricky karate style guy comes against junior park who is just solid i mean the guy looks like a turtle he's got no neck good chin they were slanging and banging rodriguez's chin is in question he's been touched before jordan williams knocked him out he got touched in this fight but his heart is not in question this dude was fucking slanging and banging he's a huge fucking ripped up dude at 85 robocop and um back and forth back and forth very very <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know what that was. Craig Rodriguez was dominating, dominating on the ground in the first round. Second round, looks like he maybe tired himself out with the with his grappling. Looked like he was trying to do too much. He's an elite, elite uh, jiu-jitsu player. Uh, Young Park survived it. Young Park in that second round was like, you know what? Fuck this ground stuff. I'm coming at this guy. And he went right at him and uh, clipped him. And then Rodriguez is back in the cage, start firing back, landed a few takedowns. They stood back up and then fucking finished him. Awesome knockout against the cage. Love this fight. Loved it. This is epitome. This is almost like the Ricky Glenn. Ricky Glenn getting swarmed on and getting dominated, you know, and getting frustrated because this guy's just laying on him, not doing anything. And they're like, fuck, I'm going to lose a fucking decision because this guy's not doing anything. And I can't stop it because he's really good at it. And, uh, instead of getting frustrated and just giving up a choke or something, which fighters do, you know, he's like, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to come back on this mental tough. And Rodriguez who has shown chin issues before showed his mental toughness, shows how much he wants this. And I fucking love that shit. This is what fighters are different than other athletes, right? They're not multimillionaires. Like some of these NBA, NBA players, football players, baseball players. They're some of the most competitive people in the world. And this is like real. This isn't a fucking game, right? It is. It's a sport, but it's not like your, 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 your consciousness and your arms, and your neck depend on it. Your body depends on it. So if you're not tuned in and you're not fucking ready um, and you don't want this, it shows. And Gregory Rodriguez wants this, man. And, and that was that was a fantastic fight. Speaking of wants it, Mason Jones is David Onama. I'm super impressed with Onama. 
Um, both guys get a three. I thought it was an awesome fight. I thought Mason Jones would have got higher because he was such a big favorite and, and he's such a, a guy everyone's paying attention to. And he performed pretty well, but he did slow down. Onama is a 145-pound fighter. He weighed at like 153 or whatever. Took this on like seven days' notice. He is a freak. His striking is really good. Um, his takedown offense isn't great, but he can get up and he can scramble. Mason Jones does have good grappling. I mean, he's not like world-class wrestling or grappling, but he does have some grappling on him. He's well-rounded. And Onama just kept standing up and just kept standing up and piecing him up on the feet. Mason Jones had to dig deep. This is a good win for him because Onama's going to be something at 145. Onama, give him a full camp. Give him down the 145 where he's going to be fucking huge. Uh, I like this kid a lot. He, he showed a lot of heart taking this fight. He looked tired. He battled back. Mason Jones showed a lot of heart too. Onama, to me, kind of stole the show a little bit over Mason Jones. Mason Jones did get a W. Um, he's a good personality. He's from uh, Wales. You know, He's got a huge fan base. People like him. I like him. But Onama... Uh, fighting from Uganda, stepping up on short notice, great story, and then showing out the way he did. This was a great fight. I loved it. I was I was all over this. I did not bet anything, but I mean all over it, meaning I was fucking glued to the TV. All right, next up, Tabitha Ricci versus Maria Oliveira. Ricci looked good, man. Um, kind of thought how how I thought it would go. She took uh, she took the fight to the ground. Kind of wanted a submission there of Oliveira. Oliveira's a game girl as well. Hopefully she gets another shot in the UFC. Ricci gets a three. Oliveira gets a two. Competitive fight. Fun fight, but Ricci's really world-class on the ground. I like her at 115. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to see more of it. Jamie Pickett versus Lauria Staropoli. This fight stunk a little bit. Staropoli's a fraud as well. He's trash. Get him out of the UFC. Jamie Pickett, great story. Wilmington, one of my favorite cities in the world. That's where he's from. Uh, looked big in there. Cardio held up, and I just don't know what Star, Star Poli was doing in there. Close fight, but uh, I'm glad Pickett won. I was not on either side here. They both get a one. I was very hard on Pickett on fight night. Again, I, I give my star ratings on fight night. Both guys get a one star, um, but it retroactively, uh, I'd give Pickett maybe a two or three. This is his biggest win. He needed this. Seems like a great guy. Great story. Uh, and uh, Star Poli just needs to go back to fucking Argentina and, and you know, bang bras or whatever he does down there. Um, this guy had a lot of hype coming to the UFC, and he just has not lived up to it. Was at 170, got too fat, went to 85. Now he's just too small. Get him out of here. Jay Herbert versus Karma Worthy. Uh, I like this fight a lot. Jay Herbert gets a three. Worthy gets a zero. Listen, Karma. Karma Worthy came to the UFC with a fucking, with a, with a, with a vengeance coming in, just fucking cracking. You just don't got a chin, bud. You need to really adapt your game. You know, Herbert, you know, it wasn't like Herbert. He landed one shot that buzzed you, and then he just finished up with combinations. That's really all you have to do against Worthy because if you buzz him once, he doesn't recover all that well, and you just got to keep going after him. Jay Herbert looked really good in there. You know, he looked good with his good striking. You know, it's a three because of the competition, but probably, I don't know. See, the UFC might want to keep Kama Worthy around because they're going to keep getting really good highlights and getting knocked out. And he could potentially knock someone out as well. He does hit hard, but yeah, I was all over this. I had the fight not going to the uh, decision. I should have bet that straight, but I had on the slime ball. I did have Herbert straight, but he was, you know, minus 166, I think is what I had him at. Maybe, maybe a little higher. Um, but yeah, he looked good. Good win for, you know, England. You know, England needs stars and Herbert could be one of them, former champion. Uh, Jeff Molina versus Daniel De Silva. Awesome fight. Jeff Molina. I was I was opposite Molina. I'm a Molina hater, an El Jefe hater, at least up until this point. Um, I thought he his record was suspect. I thought maybe some of his performances could have been a little bit better. Maybe I was super hard on him because he was kind of 
He's kind of the one of the higher up guys at Krause's gym. I, I for whatever reason, have fucking, I, I must have some kind of vendetta against him. But no, he looked fantastic. Daniel De Silva, Lozardo, whatever. He said on fight week he wants to go by De Silva. I don't know what's going on with this fucking guy's name, okay? I don't fucking know. Don't ask me. Comes out like a wild man. And he did big strikes, and then he he kicks were good. His punches weren't great. Got it to the ground. Molina took him down, and then great off his back, great on top. Molina got in some hairy situations. Molina stayed calm, and and every time he got a submission, he he you know composed himself, make sure he's in the right position, and then was landing big strikes. And that took his toll on the Silva in that first round. Second round comes out to Silva just throwing naked kicks. Big right hand from Molina puts him down, and then just straight fucking big big ground and pound took him out. Uh, in that second round, Daniel Silva does not really come out of the first round. He's still young talent. Fights out of Cowboy Lavera's gym, so you know he's coming in a little wild there. Probably not in the best shape cardio-wise. You really don't say that about 125 as much, but it seemed like he definitely slowed down. Not a second-round fighter. Molina is just proven to be a stud, man. Technically really good. He avoided a lot of good submissions. He, he avoided a really dangerous guy in that first round and then finished. I mean, that's five stars. You know what I mean? I was opposite. I took the dog here. I'm an idiot. I got egg on my face. Molina proved me wrong. I'm, I'm definitely going to look into Jeff Molina next time he fights. 125 is thin, boys. And when you have a performance like this, against a newcomer, yes, but against a guy who was 11-1 with a lot of finishes and uh, had a little hype around him. People in Brazil really like this kid. But um, I know he's a UFC newcomer, but he comes in, and, he, and this is 2-0 at 125. 2-0 at 125 is a big deal, especially when you look as good as Molina has. So um, I think two or three fights, he's 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 top ranked. He's in that top ten. He's in that he's in that conversation because again, twenty five is weak right now. It's thin, and they need guys. And I think Molina could be that guy. I know I'm completely reversing my course of what I said. You know, maybe I called him a fraud. Maybe I didn't. Who knows? Check the tapes. Um, but he looked good. You know, I can eat this one. I can take this out, right? I can take it because I was wrong. You know, I read it wrong. Uh, I was confident. I bet, uh, I did not bet Lucereda uh, because of the name change thing, but I was confident. He was my dog play. Um, wait, did I bet him? I think I might've had him in like an untracked parlay. I think I had like 10 bucks on like just all the dogs I liked, which obviously lost, but um, I think I did. I don't know. I have to check my phone when I get to Indiana, but anyway, Completely wrong. Molina looked like a stud, and uh, that's on me. You know, I like to spot talent. I like to get behind guys, and I just maybe thought Molina was a little question mark. I thought he looked really good. Obviously, when he starts stepping up a competition, we're going to see a lot more, but uh, that's a five-star performance. Random Marcos versus uh, Liviana Souza. Random Marcos finally gets a dub. Plus money. That was uh, Christian's dog of the week. Uh, I love that play. I had it written down as well. I took Lacerdo um, over her. Um, but Random Marcos looked good. Striking looked good. Grappling looked good. Liviana Souza. Sorry. Not good enough. I want to know who the 14, 14 other women you beat. Because I know you're, you're a jiu-jitsu fighter and stuff. But, man, Random Marcos dog walked you in that fight. All right. And then Jenna Martinez versus Zayev Lasseville. Lasseville. I thought you were a wrestler. You had Liviana, uh, Liana Jojua, meow, sitting cage side. You had Marab Dallas really sitting cage side. They said on the broadcast, Marad said Lashville is a better wrestler than him, and he wrestled a few times. Jonathan Martinez got out-wrestled by Andre Sukuma. I know that was a while ago, but I feel like there was path to victory for Lashville. He decides to stand up with Martinez. Big mistake. Martinez is a good striker. Loses all three rounds, in my opinion. First round was close, but what is he doing? You get a one because I think there's some potential there. Martinez gets a three. It's a big win for him. I don't think I ever 
can forgive Martinez because of the Davy Grant thing. That's on me, though, but that's a reputation bet that I made, and I'm a fucking idiot. All right, I went eight and six on my picks. 4.2 out of 5 on the card. I thought the card was actually really, really good considering a lot of people gave this fight uh, this fight card some heat. There wasn't huge names, some really exciting fights for me. The main event delivered. Everyone was tuning in for the main event. It was sick. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's it. Christian's your new champion. I think I mentioned that. And, uh, yeah, we're going to this week. Pick them this week, baby. Pick them this week for the pay-per-view. Pick them next week for the other pay-per-view. My boy Chris Curtis is fighting next week. I got my back-to-back week of my boys fighting. What's up? All right. PFL preview for my guys, eh? For my guys, eh? Contender series tonight looks pretty good. Um, sorry, I'm not going to give you my wiki capping of the contender series. I want to keep this a little shorter than normal, so I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go PFL because I like the PFL and that's a sick card. So the first fight of the night prelims: Dom Madge versus Nathan Williams. That's going to be on probably YouTube. I think what PFL does. Nasty Nate Williams, uh, he got a shout out on John Anik and uh, Kenny Florian's podcast today when I was listening. He's a huge fan. Don't know much about Nate Williams. From Georgia, you got to imagine maybe he's migrated to Florida at this point. Um, he's coming off uh, Tyson Duckworth. There's that guy's name. Tyson Duckworth has fought everybody. This, is, this isn't the Alaska guy, right? Yeah, he is Alaskan. Is Nasty Nate Alaskan? Is he fighting a lot of Alaskans? No, this guy's from Louisville, Kentucky. Okay, maybe Tyson Duckworth just came over to America. Uh, came over to America. I know Alaska's American. You know what I mean? Came over to the continental United States. He's coming off a win over Don Shannis. Uh, Shannis? 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 Rhymes with panties. Uh, you know, you know, decision back in twenty uh, back in July. Uh, eight and two, decent record. What is Shannis now? Eight and three. Um, looks like a pretty good kid. It looks like Nate Williams is is, is going to try to wrestle fuck Don Madge here. Get him to the ground. Rear naked choke. All his wins are by choker. Decision doesn't seem like the biggest finisher on the feet. Don Madge does have some good ground game, but I've always wanted to see him go against like a pure wrestler. Seems like Nate Williams is going to test him. 13-7, Don Madge, 9-3. Hasn't fought in a while. Last win over was a Farazian where he was taking fares down. Uh, the UFC thing was weird to me because Donnie, Donnie Madge, 2-0, right? Came on the scene, knocked out T. Edwards, which still blew my mind. Gave it an electric post-fight speech. Then fight Zim, right, who's, who's been okay in the UFC, right? As, he's not a dud, still in the UFC. Um, took that fight on short notice. Was supposed to fight Magomed Mustaf, Mustaev. And took that fight on short notice and, and just had to do what he did because he's a big, tall, long, rangy striker. Won a decision, but it wasn't the most exciting fight in the world, but he won the decision. Got booked against Garam, uh, fucking Hazmat's boy, like six times. Can never work out. Garam pulled out, then he pulled out, then COVID hit, and then COVID in South America was, or excuse me, South Africa was really bad, and where they couldn't get visas. It was a whole thing in the UFC, I guess, just decided not to deal with it. I'm, I don't, really don't know what happened. It's really weird to me that a fighter that's 2-0 in the UFC gets cut like that. A guy who I think is a star, he's fucking good looking. He's exciting. I'm excited to watch him perform. I haven't seen him perform in a while. Uh, yeah, I'm tuned in. I'm tuned in. First fight of the night, Nate Dom Madras, Nate Williams. Next up, Julia Bond versus Caitlin Young. Julia Bud, excuse me. Uh, Bellator fought Chris Cyborg. She's one of the females that I, I don't think she's ever. She's Canadian. I don't think she's ever made it to the UFC, right? If she fought in the UFC early that I forget. Yeah, so she went from Strike Force to Invicta to Bellator. So never UFC. She's one of the best female fighters in the world. That doesn't get talked about enough, right? And she's just, because she's always been kind of big. She's going up to 55 to fight Kate Leung. They're probably going to set up a Kayla Harrison fight down the road. Kate Leung, 12-11-1. Eh, you know, average. This is clearly set up for Julia Budd. I like it. Uh, let's go. Omari Ahmedov, familiar name, UFC fighter versus Jordan Young. 
Uh, Akhmedov is just an awkward guy to fight against really weird, um, you know, wrestling and, and his cardio failed him, but has failed him in the past, but he looked good before Jordan Young, um, coming off a loss over Tom Lawler, Tom Lawler's retirement fight. This guy likes to get the fight to the ground. He likes jokes. The stand-up's okay. Tom Lawler seemed to shut him down a little bit. Should be an interesting fight. I mean, I kind of lean Akhmedov there just because of the experience. And I think he's been in there with high level guys. Um, but sometimes with UFC fighters, it, guys who have fought, and not saying the PFL is not the highest stage, because it is a very big stage, but for guys that um, fought in the UFC and have fought Chris Weidman's former champions and, and, and et cetera, they come and they fight a guy like Jordan Young who has never really made it yet, right? He's 11-2. He's not the biggest name in the world. Sometimes they don't train as hard. Sometimes they don't get up. And I feel like Amari Maganoff, who has had problems with cardio in the past, that could be an issue. Or he could just be 10 times better than Jordan Young and run through him in the first round, right? So who knows? I'm, 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 I'm not going to touch that, but I, I'm, I'm leaning Akhmedov. Loki Razaba versus Rushmanflo. Uh, Loki, uh, this guy, this, <clears throat> excuse me, I saw him fight in the UFC, uh, excuse me, PFL. Uh, beat Chris Wade back in 2019. Chris Wade's in the finals right now. And then he's lost, he lost in, uh, to Nathan Schulte, who won the championship. And now he's come back in, in, um, uh, Excuse me. He has he's won two in a row in the PFL. This guy's from Tajikistan. You, you know what you're gonna get. He's from a stand, better grand, rash man flow. This guy's looked really good. You know, he lost his um excuse me, he he uh wait, how the fuck? Oh, okay, never mind. This guy was gonna be in the, the final. Excuse me. I thought Clay Collard was almost in the final. Excuse me. Uh this guy was gonna be in the finals. Uh he beat Anthony Pettis, beat Clay Collard, which I don't think he beat Clay Collard. Um and uh this kid's really good. Ranch Man Flow is really, really good at 155. It says it's for the belt. Okay, so it is for the finals. Okay. Learn how to read, Brian. Excuse me. I pretty I was pretty sure that he beat Pettis, right? Collard beat Pettis, and then he beat Pettis and because someone got hurt or something, and then he fought Collard to get to the championship. And Loki is tuna. Okay, yeah. So Rash Man Flow versus Loki for the 155 pound strap for a million bucks to. Uh, I like that. And then you got Antonio Carlos Jr. versus Martin Hamlet, 205. I, I, both these guys just scream. You know, I hate to say this, but they, and I know we got a couple uh, other, and I'm doing air quotes here, boys, UFC rejects. But these guys just scream UFC rejects. Antonio Carlos Jr., Ultimate Fighter winner, just really couldn't get it together in UFC. Comes to the PFL, dom- dominates. Martin Hamlet, I don't think he's ever fought in the UFC, right? But did he? No, he never did. Why did I say that? I feel like this guy, I don't know. I think I fucked up. He never did. I don't know why I felt like he did, but, you know, I don't have a pick on this fight. Give me Hamlet. I don't care. I just completely thought Martin Hamlet fought in the fucking UFC. I called him UFC rejects. Anthony Carlos Jr. is 100% UFC reject. So I am wrong. So apparently Tuesdays, your brain's not firing all cylinders. 145-pound championship, looking forward to this a lot. Chris Wade showed up, showed out his wrestling against Bubba Jenkins, looked fantastic. His cardio looked really good. He's going to need He's fighting Muled, Kasablo, Kaebulusov. This is a Khabib guy. This is like straight Khabib guy. Uh, to sit, this, uh, split decision went over Brandon Longney. Longney, you know what? A guy who I kind of shitted on, everyone... Was such in support of him um, when he didn't get the contract on Dana White. I'm like, fucking get over it. Now the guy should be fighting the UFC, right? He fought a fucking tough Dagestani Russian who's taking him down every five seconds. He's all bloodied up. 
and he took him to a split decision. Very close fight. I thought Mova had won, but Chris Wade got his hands full here. I think Mova's got his hands full too. Chris Wade has been really practicing his car, <clears throat> excuse me, practicing his wrestling. His wrestling seemed to be on point against fucking Bubba Jenkins, who is an unbelievable wrestler. And then you got Movled, who's just going to be relentless. He's undefeated. Um, that should be a f- exciting fight for 145 right there. I'm looking forward that, to that. Now the heavyweights. Now, I don't know these guys. I've never seen these guys fight. Bruno Henrique Capazloza, 13-5. So he's got a loss to Yuri Perhaja. Uh, Yuri knocked him out. Big fucking surprise. Back in 2018. Um, yeah, I mean, jungle fight, jungle fight. Sao Paulo, jungle fight. Uh, and then he went over to Risen. Got knocked out by Yuri because Yuri's a fucking man. And then he's won um, all his fights in the UFC by finish. Jamel Jones, I know a guy that they were kind of promoting a little bit in the PFL, and he's fighting Antideja. Walking Troubles, his nickname. He's from, what's he, from Croatia, beautiful country. Um, he's ground and pound and decision over guys I don't know. He's already lost to Bruno before, back in 2021. Back in 2021, he lost to Bruno in May. So this is a rematch. He's got to win over Ole, An- o- o- Ole Anderson, fucking Ole Thompson, who's a vet. Uh, lost to Martian Tabora. Yeah, so it looks like Capazola is just going to get another million bucks here. Uh, I almost said Capicola. I did it. Clarissa Shields versus uh, Abigail Montez. So Clarissa Shields, I, I loved her performance. Her last time out, she was getting taken down, didn't fret. It was like, I'm the better fighter here. Proved it. She's getting a nice little 21-year-old 5'4 featherweight um, who's 2-0 all by decision and ground and pound, but against 0-0 competition. Clarissa Shields has proven to be really athletic, to really be catching on pretty well with MMA. Um, and I like this. I like this fight for her. Uh, I, I see Clarissa winning. I know she's a giant favorite, but I like it. Uh, 170, interesting. Magomed Makakamiramov uh, versus Ray Cooper. Chris Curtis is kryptonite. My guy lost to both these guys. This is like a rematch. I, if they don't sign New Blood at 170, they're just going to keep recycling these guys at 170 because Ray Cooper is going to make it to the finals. If not, PFL is going to shove him down your fucking throat until he makes it to the finals. I know they show Roy McDonald, but he didn't do so well. And the Magomed uh, Magakirov, as long as he stays healthy, he's going to make it too. I don't think the guy's all that good. I think he's wild. I think his wrestling's a little overrated. His cardio's a little weak. This is five-round fight. I like Ray Cooper here. I think he might be a little bit of a dog too. And then Kayla Harrison, Cincinnati's own. Kayla Harrison, she's from Middletown, Ohio. Please do not credit her anywhere else. She's from Middletown, Ohio. She's 11-0. God damn, already 11-0 in MMA. Versus Taylor Guado. She is a like 10,000 favorite here, Kayla Harrison. I do not who know I, I do not know who Taylor Guadalajara is fighting on uh, Las Vegas Extreme Couture uh, one loss decision decision split okay I mean she's fighting uh, she fought a 17-11 girl 5-2 it doesn't matter Kayla Harrison's gonna go in there and finish her with armbar TKO whatever the fuck she wants Kayla Harrison's gonna finish PFL tomorrow night I'm super motherfucking jacked for it that's the podcast that's the show that's it we're gonna do the pick them on Thursday live everyone takes podcasts on Twitter we run it on Twitter I think I'm having problems seeing comments on Twitter for whatever reason. Um, with, uh, things got updated. Tw- you know, it's not Periscope anymore. It's Twitter Live. Twitter comments are popping up. So if you want to chat, you know, do watch on Twitter. But if you want to chat, you want to you want to uh, you throw your opinions out there. I put them on the screen. We'll talk about it. We'll have a good chat. Very interactive. Uh, go to YouTube. MMA takes podcasts on YouTube. Uh, comment on there. I know those come up. I think Twitter might come up too. But I think I've having problems anyway. MMA takes podcasts on all platforms, on all of them, all your socials. I'm going to get in the fucking TikTok business soon. Um, That's it. That's the show. Yeah. All right. PFL. Don Match. Let's go.